was also uh, uh, purified and made better yeah. from from the fire. And I would say that that uh, our faith being tried in the fire, uh, dross is being burned away, yeah. and. Uh, so God has a purpose in, in that fire. Welcome to another podcast, A Word of Grace. It's Andy and Derek with you, talking about spiritual depression and all of the different causes and cures. And uh, we're moving right along now and coming to another subject today, Derek, trials. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, that's why it's been good to, to do it for so long is because all of the different, all of the different uh, causes are uh, quite a variety of different mm-hmm. ones, right? Mm-hmm. And this comes from 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. The word really means tests or trials, mm-hmm. not talking about sin right. here. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found with praise, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. We have here people who are experiencing great rejoicing and great heaviness mm, at the same mm, time. Seems mm. impossible, doesn't it? Yeah, it does seem impossible, but it, it goes right to the paradox of the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So someone can be greatly rejoicing, but also terribly troubled. Um, and we've talked about this before, uh, about the, the uh, superficial, superficial view of Christianity that says, uh, you know, hey, I'm happy all the day. And nothing mm-hmm. ever bothers me. Mm-hmm. And that in itself can lead to a letdown spiritually. But uh, Scripture is brutally honest here, and it talks about the grieving and the troubling. Um, the The problem is that we have to be careful not to let the heaviness and grief overwhelm us or allow that grief to really uh, cast us down. Um, not so much that we are just temporarily bothered by it, but it, but that it grips us so much that we become completely depressed. Mm-hmm. You, you've gone through quite a number of trials, and yes, we were I talking have. about that in the break. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Does that resonate here? What's being said oh, about the heaviness and the grief? Absolutely. You know, and you, you find that your trials have a tendency sometimes to piggyback on one another. You know, you you get through one, and then. One comes that's even stronger than that one, and you begin to question and ask, you know, what in the world's going on? Uh, but it made me, I just want to exhort Christians out there that, uh, uh, to realize that Christians are not exempt from grief and sorrow. No matter what you hear, uh, you hear some who are, t- are teaching that we're supposed to be happy all the time and never experience uh, any type of pain in our lives. But I would go on to say that Believers are probably even more prone to difficulty, trial, and tribulation. I wrote down three reasons why. Number one, we are exiles or pilgrims in a foreign land. That's number one. Number two, it is a fallen world populated by other fallen people. And the third thing is, uh, and this is perhaps the most important, the Christian has the inner conflict of having both a transformed spirit, but at the same time, 
he has to deal with indwelling sin. Mm. So we have a lot that we're faced with. And I think the sooner we recognize that we uh, are uh, not exempt, the better off we're going to be. Yeah. When you found yourself in these trials, and a lot of your trials have been physical. Physical, yes. Um, right. What, let's see, what has really caused the heaviness or the grief? Has it been, has it been just the physical pain, or with that, is there also a spiritual component to that that causes the heaviness or grief? Well, I think there's obviously the physical aspect of things. Uh, anytime you don't feel well, you know, there there's that component of, of, of depression. But I think also being a believer and, again, having these things sort of just pile up on you, you, you begin to ask, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. Lord, are you chastening me for something? Uh, you begin to ask all of these different questions, so definitely it affects you spiritually as well. With the Internet, we, we hear, like, it's almost like we're not... We're not uh, built to handle all this information. I agree. Uh, there's things we'd have never known about apart from the Internet. You'd have to wake up, read your paper, and by the time the next day came around, there was some other news. Mm-hmm. With the Internet, we're bombarded with so much, and, and I'm specifically talking about like the trials that people go through. Mm-hmm. Like we We hear about it, and and see what different people are going through in ways that we only knew in, in if, the way my parents would have known is if, okay, if these people are part of my church or part of my neighborhood or part of my community, I know what trials they're going through. Mm-hmm. But we know virtually anybody in the world, you know, oh, this, this person today lost their child because of uh, this accident or uh, this nation is dealing with this problem. It's almost overwhelming the different trials that we see and and... We know that everybody experiences them, and it just becomes so clear that what Jesus said is true, that in this world, you will have tribulation. And I don't know if any other generation could know that the way we do, the way 24-7 we're being told about someone else's new trial. There was a story recently about a five-year-old girl who was in a car accident and now has brain injury. I can't imagine being the parents of that. Sure. And and sure. then, but then that trial is gone, and another one comes mm-hmm. along, and now mm-hmm. you've got to think about that. And the heaviness comes probably, as you just said, from saying, "God, why are you doing this?" Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. a Christian would naturally think that, right? Sure. I mean, sure. you've had a you've had a a multitude of trials in the decade that I've known you, mm-hmm. and I would imagine that question had to have come to your mind many a times. Oh, God, multiple times, sure. God, sure. why are you doing sure. this? Um, do you think that's wrong for a person to do, to question the Lord in that way? I, I will say yes and no. I would say no, first of all, because God knows it all. We don't know anything, and I don't think that it's wrong if we approach him properly as his children and, and ask God why. But now the flip side of that is when we more or less uh, usurp his authority and call him on the carpet and say, Lord, why are you doing this? Yeah. Then that is definitely wrong. Yeah. I happen to be listening to Christian radio, uh, taking the kids, taking Judah to school today. 
and uh, I was listening to a message. I'd never heard the guy before, but uh, he quoted John Piper, who said, it is not wrong to ask God questions, but it's wrong to question him. Mm, I, I think like that's a good that. way of putting I it. Like, it. Yeah. like, to question him means we're actually wondering if his authority is right, right or if what mm-hmm. he's doing is correct. But mm-hmm. to ask questions is like, you know, God, why are you doing this? In fact, Lloyd Jones even says that based on this passage, that's part of the antidote to the trials is asking God mm-hmm. why these things are happening, right. or at least trying to determine why they're happening. Mm-hmm. Right? He says. Uh, the first thing we have to do in response to our trials, and and when he uses the word manifold trials, that's the King James. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what the ESV is. I don't have my Bible open at this time, but um, just means these trials can come in a lot of different that's ways. Right. We talked right. about physical trials, right. but there can be financial trials. There can be health trials. Mm-hmm. There can be uh, relationship trials, and, and besides all that, the, the, just the fact of living in a sinful world brings about all kinds of different sure. trials. So the first thing Lloyd-Jones says to do is to discover, if we can, why these things are taking place. Mm-hmm. They're not random. Right. God is either allowing it or causing it. Right. You were even talking to me about mm-hmm. that. Um. What are some of the reasons that he gives, or did you catch that part of the chapter, or is that a question I shouldn't have asked you? I can tell well, by your probably face a question I shouldn't, you have, shouldn't asked have asked you. <laughs> 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 no, like, uh, okay, then let me let me come at it from this way instead. Uh, <laughs> this is this is always <laughs> dangerous, but um, the passage says that we're reading, you know, if need be. Mm-hmm. So I think when Lloyd Jones is saying. You know, we have to try to understand why these things are happening to us. So we know that God is the one who, he doesn't tempt us, but he does allow or cause trials to come into our lives. And we have to say, well, what is the reason for this? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what is the reason for this? And, and some of the possible reasons that he gives are uh, obviously that if it's needed, um, God has appointed it and there is a purpose for it in my life, ultimately to perfect me, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. James says, right. count it joy when you fall into various trials, mm-hmm. knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect work, mm-hmm. so you may be perfect and entire, not lacking anything. So, mm-hmm. in a sense, God is bringing those trials into our life to, per- to perfect us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I want to go back to the question asked, uh, okay. asking part. Do you think sometimes we could even ask ourselves the question, did I cause this? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, of course, God still had to allow that even. But did I cause this? And if I did cause this through improper living or sinful living, then we have the answer here as to why I am suffering. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, if it if it's not because of that reason, right. then uh, we don't necessarily know why it's happening. But. I don't know. That's that. That just came to my mind. Sure. That, you know, sometimes we have to ask ourselves: Did I did I cause this? Did I do something to make this happen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to be moving into uh, Friday, talking about God chastising us or disciplining us, and then how to respond to that. But God may be bringing a trial into our lives to prepare us for something. We think of the example in the Bible of Joseph. I mean, here's a guy. Mm. who had years of trials, uh, being hated by his brothers and sold to Egypt as a slave, 
and uh, then being forgotten about in the prison, and finally elevated, though, to a position of authority. Mm -hmm. And God, in a sense, was used those trials to prepare him for something yes. wonderful. Joseph could have never known that. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I don't like when people are going through trials and they say, well, what is the lesson for me in mm -hmm. this? Mm -hmm. well, that, that's an impossible question right. to answer. Let's say, for instance, you were dealing with a health issue, and you have in the past, and you're, let's say an, another health issue comes in your life, and, and now you're dealing with that. And you're, let's say it's something that just totally almost paralyzes you. You can't even mm -hmm. leave the home, and you're stuck in bed or whatever. You'd be laying in bed thinking, well, what is God trying to teach me through this? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, and you're supposed to just look yeah. up into the sky yeah. or the ceiling and, and come up with this lesson. Right. Well, the lesson God wants to teach us is in His Word. That's like right. we're not just going to randomly right. pull this lesson. I, that's mm -hmm. why I, I talked about pet peeves. Like maybe this is a season for you to figure out what lesson. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 like there's certain certain things that people say that I don't think they understand what they mean. Like when we go through a trial, we should be yes, we should be asking what is the reason? Is there right. a sin problem mm -hmm. in my life? Mm -hmm. Or maybe God is preparing me for something. Maybe God mm -hmm. just is trying to perfect some attitude right. in me. Or, but there's there's no lesson like that is that is somehow apart from the Word of God right. that can be taught. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? It, it makes all the sense in the world. And 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 again, you said go to the Word of God. Mm -hmm. That is our only resource. That is our only authority. What if something did fall from the ether? you know, uh, into your mind, and you say, well, this is why I'm going through this. Yeah. How, how would you uh, confirm that, first yeah. of all? The, the bottom line is, is how, what does the Word of God say? And sometimes you're not going to know at all why it is happening, right. but you can recognize the fact that God is somehow using it, as you just stated, to perfect you, and that's the ultimate goal, to conform you to the image of Christ. And we're always reminded that Job never learned why he no, was he going didn't. through those trials. No, he didn't. Let's talk about the purification of faith, okay. all right, and, mm -hmm. and, the, and the comparison to gold. You want to make mm -hmm. that statement that Scripture makes about how gold, even though it perishes, yes. is tried by fire, and our faith, in a sense, is tried by fire. All right, and, and that gold is also... Uh, uh, purified and made better yeah. from from the fire. And I would say that that, uh, our faith being tried in the fire, uh, dross is being burned away. Yeah. And uh, so God has a purpose in, in that fire. He, I think he said, I think I have it written down here somewhere, in uh, Isaiah, if I'm not mistaken, he says, Behold, I have refined you. But not as silver, I have tried you in the furnace of affliction. So God is telling us, yes, you are perfected by my fire. I think I mentioned to you uh, when we were talking earlier that God places us in his crucible to, to, uh, to perfect us and to purify us. Yeah. I like to use the same letters. So again, the, the testing of our faith by fire, the fire is symbolic of the trials, but it proves our faith, and mm. it purifies our faith. Amen. So it proves it in the sense that, is it real? Because a lot of people can go through a trial and just abandon sure. faith. Sure, And then 
it purifies us. It's doing something in your life to provide you something that at this point you lack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so rather than let it getting us depressed that we're going through a trial, here's the comfort. And again, we're moving towards the end here. There are two statements in the passage that bring comfort. Let me ask you why they bring comfort. Okay. First of all, why does the phrase for a season bring comfort? It brings comfort because it lets you know that whatever you're going through uh, is not indefinite. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's just going to continue to go on. But God has a particular period of time that you will have to endure this, but at some, a certain point you will uh, be able to extricate yourself from that. Yeah, that that's a great... If if now for a... What, what is the word for it? For a, did, what did I say the phrase was? For a season. For, did I say it was a season? I think Because that's did. the word I... I that's wrong. the word... No, but that's the word I've been saying all along the last yeah. two podcasts. It's just this, <laughs> this this trial is just for a season, and it's actually a biblical world. Now I, now I need to repent, but... Anyway, I'm just kind of joking. The other thing is that it that he focused on, this was really good. Okay, so we started the whole lesson by saying it's possible for a person to be greatly, great heaviness and rejoicing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the way Lloyd-Jones finishes the, the passage is to say, listen, you might be going through trials for a season, mm-hmm. but there are things to rejoice about. You are rejoicing still. You are you are you have a lot to rejoice about mm-hmm. you know remind yourself mm-hmm. of those things mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. can rejoice in during trial was that something that helped you in in a lot of the trials that you face is just to remind you of god's goodness to you absolutely yeah. you know, i did recognize two things that this wasn't going to last forever and number two that god was with me throughout this whole process uh, I, I would like to read the passage from 2 Corinthians 4, 7, and 10. This sure. is what uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones says, that Paul gives us that balance of having the rejoicing and the heaviness at the same time. He says, but we have this, tr-, and let me, before I say that, the word but is going to be used three times, okay. and those that but is going to give you that balance. He says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. So we see that Paul went through these horrible things. On the one hand, he is having to endure some trial, some major trial. But on the other hand, that those each of those buts were saying, but you have this in Christ. But this is not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to hold on mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a great way to end. I think that's the perfect way to end. We're at the about 20-minute mark here. And... Uh, in trials, sometimes we can become so laser-focused on the negative things that are happening to us, remind ourselves of all that God has done. And, and, and I, don't, I don't think it'll be easy to be depressed for too long if we are, you know, we know things are happening and it's difficult and it, 
you know, but also we know that God is good, that Christ has died for us, that our home in heaven is secure and all mm. the rest. Amen. All right. That's enough to rejoice. It is. It is. And we'll call it quits on that. And uh, we thank you again for listening to another episode of A Word of Grace. And uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please let us know. Email us at gracebaptistromeo at gmail.com. Review our podcast wherever it is you listen to podcasts, and that will uh, help us get the word out. And uh, we hope you join us again uh, on Friday. Uh, We will be in this study on spiritual discipline for one more week. And then we'll be moving on to another subject. So Lord willing, we will talk to you then.